Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Daniela Kuya and welcome back. Thank you. I'm Juliette Sally. Nice to be with you as always. Danny, uh, you were saying to me earlier, markets treading water a little today. Yeah, totally. Well, we haven't had a lead from Wall Street since Friday mm. and uh, there's a lot going on underneath the surface at the moment, but the indices pretty, pretty flat. So uh, there we go. The SIBO 200 down by two and a half points, yawn. And uh, the ASX 200 down by about 14 points. So just almost, you know, two tenths of essentials but yeah. not much really happening but um, under what, the surface well under the surface and I think what's really interesting is to have a look at that dip that happened just after 10 which was obviously the market reacting to BHP let's have a look at our themes uh, obviously the iron ore sell off as well after the lunar new year holiday um, but we've written here nickel no dime because obviously that write down in BHP's nickel mm, business mm. means the dividend I mean there still will be a dime but uh, it's 20% lower than it has been in the past yeah I guess that's also too coming off really really strong results that they've had in the past. But nickel is a big problem mm. because Indonesia has been producing a, a lot of nickel and a lot of our nickel producers have been shutting down their operations. But uh, historic takeover. Yes, absolutely. Uh, very fascinating. The Australian Competition Tribunal saying ANZ can go ahead with that Suncorp takeover, even though the ACCC itself mm. had those concerns. Mm. It's going to create another behemoth in Australia's already pretty, I guess, huge banking conglomerates that we have. Absolutely. I could, uh, I wrote about, could you, can you smell the irony? On one hand, <laughs> everyone's getting stuck into our major retailers. And on the other hand, they're allowing lots of, um, well, more, more acquisitions to go on. Now, let's have a look at some of the sectors today and see what's been happening there. And the big miners, as Jules was saying, continuing to see a sell-off in uh, Dalian Iron Ore Futures, which were off another 4% today. And and as well as BHP results, you're seeing profit taking coming in across the board there, Rio and South 32, as well as Fortescue, all under pressure. Yeah, and energy also took a bit of a beating today. These two sectors were the worst. Let's have a look at the energy players. Okay, it's not working. We'll go and have a look at the banks instead. Yes. Never wrong for long here. ANZ <laughs> down 2%, uh, getting that takeover. Combank also a little weaker. Uh, NAB and Westpac looking good. Macquarie under a little bit of pressure. And let's check in with some of the top corporate stories. And this is outside of reporting season. So as Jill said, ANZ's $4.9 billion Suncorp Bank buy was approved by the Australian Competition Tribunal. We also had uh, Star Entertainment delaying its earnings after a regulatory inquiry from the New South Wales casino regulator said it wasn't satisfied with the cultural overhaul and Star down 20.5%. Yeah, that's a bit brutal. Um, but lots of earnings today and BHP 
GDP's group fell after underlying profits slumped to US 6.6 billion and they cut the interim dividend to US 72 cents from US 90 cents. Um, we've got ARB Corporation also surging after its first half profit grew and um Sims Metals, disappointed as margins give way, oh, basically impacted net profit, which slumped in the first half of 2024. And uh, just really quickly, there, we did speak to the Hub CEO today, mm. Jules. Uh, that company doing so well, as is NetWealth, both of those reported earnings today. Sonic Healthcare uh, was a miss on those earnings. And Baby Bunting, uh, net profit remaining flat, it shares down by about 11%, Megaport swinging to profit in the first half of fiscal 2024. So, of course, there are some of the big movers that we've seen across the day's trade. And now let's move on to our guest of the day, which is Martin Crabb from Shore & Partners. Martin, great to see you as always. A uh, lot going on underneath the surface. Remember, we, we talked about that duck last oh, week, duck. That was our last yes. week, duck, duck on a lake yeah. analogy. <laughs> I think Can we duck, use it again? The duck's still really every, busy. Every, every Tuesday is duck on a water day. <laughs> exactly. But, um, God, I'm having visions of when we used to do this with Kyle. But anyway, <laughs> um, deja vu. Uh, jokes aside, how are the earnings coming up so far? Because on balance, uh, just anecdotally, they seem pretty good. Yeah, so it's easy to get caught up in the news slow of the day. And, and as we were just talking then, you know, BHP was in line and, you know, this this was a bit better. Just looking at the aggregates though, so adding up all the analyst forecasts for 2023, because we're looking at 2023 earnings here, we have seen about a 3% upgrade to 2023 earnings this year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you consider that, um, you know, the economy, the economy outperformed last year and earnings start to head up. So this is just the trajectory of earnings. And you can see that most of last year, people were downgrading earnings, as, as particularly as China disappointed, because a lot of the delta or the rate of change of earnings in Australia is from, is from uh, metals. But just uh, on the right-hand side of that, you can just see the tick up in the black line since the end of the year. Mm. Now, again, it doesn't look kind of material, but it is. It's about a 3% upgrade. Interestingly, people haven't been moving the, the grey line, which is 2024 earnings. So companies haven't really been coming out with guidance saying, yeah, next year looks really good, or this year looks really good. They're just telling you that they're, they're probably operating a bit better than people thought, in particular on costs management, because obviously mm. costs were the number one, two and three issue on analysts' Uh, radar going to this reporting season, how they how they manage costs and companies have done a really good job on that. So if you look at the gap between the two, which is in the implied growth, it's down to one and a half percent. So the market thinks there's only going to be about one and a half percent growth between this uh, the calendar year just finished earnings and the calendar year that we're in. When you think the economy is probably going to grow at four to five percent in nominal terms because you've got inflation at three and a half, mm. probably one and a half percent GDP growth. So we've got an economy growing at five, yet earnings are only growing at one and a half. So they look underdone to me. Look, a lot of it is Banks. expectations on iron ore. Yeah. Banks have got negative EPS growth yeah. priced in. They're going to grow earnings. I reckon that's pretty obvious out of what we've seen so far. Mm. Bad and doubtful debts are not an issue. Margins mm. are holding up okay. And there is credit growth out there because of the housing market. So I think we've, we've added to banks in our portfolio because we're underweight. Mm. Um, we think that's that's an earnings upside story. In fact, the whole market's an earnings upside story. Um, speaking of banks, your thoughts on the fact that the Competition Tribunal has said ANZ can take over Suncorp. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think the ACCC were the only people who thought it was going to materially um, impact competition because it's such a small bank um, and, it's, and it's predominantly in one state. So 
everyone in the industry thought that the um, ACCC was wrong in their decision, and obviously that's what the uh, tribunal has, has come out with. Interesting market reaction. So if you look at the change in market cap, ANZ fell by $2.5 billion in market cap today, and Suncorp went up by about a billion. So net-net, this transaction is deemed by the Australian share market to have detracted about $1.1 billion of value, or $1.3 billion of value. And had both the stocks just been um, gone up with the market, there'd be another 200 mil of market cap. So there's about $1.5 billion that's been lost somehow mm. in this transaction getting approved. Now, it's clearly positive for Suncorp because they all of a sudden got a whole bunch of cash. They'll probably do a buyback. But with ANZ, I mean, I, this is this is like ANZ's an $80 billion company. This is not a big deal for them. Mm. How they lost two and a half bill. Obviously, people were, you know, short, uh, were, were long into the result, mm. hoping it would get knocked back and it didn't. So there's a bit of an overreaction there to ANZ today, I think. Mm. Now, these platforms, they're firing on all cylinders. Great results from both NetWealth and Hub. Yeah, uh, so you spoke to Andrew from, from uh, Hub earlier today, and I heard your previous guest talking about these as well. But just, you know, from my perspective, the, the banks owned all the investment platforms. They were the ones that had the big checkbooks and they, and they you know, whether it was Macquarie or, or BT at Westpac, spent lots and lots and lots of money building these platforms. They've all got out of wealth because obviously the, the, the Home Royal Commission really belted them. Yes. Um, so they've all got out of the advice business, but they've kept their platforms. They don't really want them. They don't really kind of, they're not natural owners, I don't think. And a lot of people are leaving these bigger, bigger advice firms and going out on their own. And they're attracted to the value proposition of NetWealth and Hub, who, who seem to have a better tech stack. They're a bit more advisor friendly. They're less clunky. They don't take as long to upgrade. Mm. So I think they're they're clearly winning market share, but they've still got a long way to go. Mm. And this is the share prices over the last three or four years of, of both Hub and NetWealth. And it looks like Hub's massively outperforming, and it's it got is. Better mar- its margin accretion has been really quite good. That's my understanding yeah, relative to NetWealth. They did have a little bit of a, a pickup in their cost-income ratio mm. last, last result. But it's just the growth in, in farm or FUA mm. uh, is just very, very strong for both businesses. And they just look like they'll continue to grow just through market share. It's mm. not like we need more clients and more advisors. We're just getting uh, an increasing share of those advisors using these two platforms. So the outlook for both of them looks pretty good. Martin, you're sort of, if you had to give a report card on reporting season so far, something like 90 country, countries, companies, in yeah. fact, have reported. Yeah, it's probably a B minus, something yeah. like that. So. I think beats have outperformed. So if you beat, you go up by five. If you miss, you go down by three. I think that's the number. Mm. So it's been net net. But I think, yeah, that I think coming back to that upgrade story, Julia, that's probably the most important thing for me is that companies are doing a lot better than people thought they would. So the better than feared narrative. Mm. And we're starting to get a bit more confidence that maybe this year might be a little bit better than we thought as well. So I think so far so good. You always get the, the cockroaches, as we call them, right at the end. Yeah. So you kind of got to wait till you're right through the end of There's reporting a rush, season. Isn't it, for yeah, the it's like to these are really the bad numbers. Let's just pretend that they. Let's just <laughs> hopefully get them out. You know, when when we used to have the Perth Stock Exchange back in the day, these companies would report. You know, at five o'clock in Perth time, so eight pm Sydney time yeah, on the on last day, on the last day. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> all just those hope, little finding nasties. That's right. Yeah. But hopefully nobody noticed. And then, oh, so look far, at so this good. shiny thing with another press release yeah. over here. Exactly. Yeah, I was just looking. Uh, FN Arena currently, they've only yeah ninety five. Is mm. that what you were looking Around at? Around ninety. Yeah. Yeah. So thirty eight percent beat broadly 35% in line and 27. Yeah, so which a, is pretty good. A yeah. B minus. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the dividends when it's finally tallied.
tallied up to see whether or not the total dividend payouts have also come under pressure. Yeah, well that, that depends a lot oh, well, on the BHP, miners. Yeah. The miners, yeah. Ford, Fortescue, BHP and Rio, massive dividend payers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, BHP's already cut from 90 to 72 yep, cents yep. US, I think. So that's a big reduction. Let's and then we'll strip see- them out. Yeah, well, if you take them out, it's, it's probably okay. It's probably okay. Yeah. All right, fantastic. We'll see you next week. See where the cockroaches and the ducks are going next week. <laughs> Martin Crabb, Sean Partners. All right, oh. our stock of the day was Net Wealth. We had uh, David Novak from Wealth Wise Education and Mark Morland from Team Invest giving their thoughts on that company. Uh, the problem with that is the PE ratio. It's currently on 64 times earnings, which if the earnings start dropping off from 17 to 10 or something like that, then that's obvi- there's real capital risk issues on the share price. So quality business, uh, we like it. Uh, we don't think the moats are that strong, but we may be wrong. I mean, I, I, mm. we haven't got into a lot of detail. In other words, um, how sticky are the clients once they're in, depending on which part of the business, of course, because there's different parts. <laughs> Uh, and they're all different yep. in how they how they work. Um, we're showing uh, the return. If you wanted to get a 10% on a margin of safety, which we would want as a minimum, you couldn't pay more than $13.25 for it. I think um, on valuation basis, it's looking very expensive, um, technically as well. If I look at the charts, um, if you look at the technicals, even if you go back to 2021 or, or even further back, this is what they call a, a major resistance level, selling level up here. So I'd certainly, there you go, that, that's what I'm, the level I'm talking about where it is now. I would be taking some profits up here. I certainly wouldn't buy up here. Mm. But uh, if you bought it at lower levels, uh, I think it's a great opportunity to take some profits. Okay, Jules, should we check in with some of today's leaders? And we have touched on them. ARB, better than expected results, up over 10%. And uh, interesting, ProMedicus couldn't find any love last week, but that stock rallying now, the selling has dissipated. Reliance continuing to rally off the back of uh, those results yesterday. In fact, I was looking Hmm. about three broker upgrades I saw to buy or accumulate on that stock. And we have just been discussing with Martin Crowe both Hub24 and NetWealth yeah. and the long-term growth trajectories. Uh, so both of those stocks rallying and, and NetWealth up by 5.8%. All right, let's have a look at the losers today because it was a down day. Strike Energy down 24%. Star Entertainment, we talked about the New South Wales Casino uh, coming out with the regulatory concern there, down over 20%. Chalice Mining down 10%. Uh, Sims Mining, Metal, excuse me, and Siona Mining also under pressure today. And let's have a look at some of the small caps and a bravura wow they've come out with a, 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 a must be better than expected results up 29 percent step one jewels mm. they've got into ladies bamboo have underwear oh, i have to try them and uh, i did have a conversation actually on the weekend about this company so uh, up 16 percent today american <laughs> rare earths nine percent and uh quantum intellectual up about eight and a half percent so the afr calls them the anti-chafing underwear group step one well that's why my son got them because he was a rower. Ah, yeah, they're okay. good for athletes. Excellent. So there we go. Maybe we need them when we're <laughs> athleticing at the gym. I've got to be athletic first. All right, let's have a look <laughs> at the laggards now. Um, hum down almost 20%. Baby bunting we touched on. Chalice Mining was there earlier. Intelligent Monitor down 93 and KMD Brands down 8.5% as well. So uh, more laggards than, lose, uh, than winners today, I should say. Let's have a look at what is coming up overnight. 
Oh, UK monetary policy report hearings and the Canadian CPI data. Hey, all uh, right. Just check, nothing else happening in the US. It seems awfully quiet yeah, for the US. Yeah, I suppose they're coming back after the holiday. Um, yeah. A number of companies tomorrow, Charter Hall, Domino's Pizza will be having that interview, Aluka Resources, Iris, Karoon Gas. Flip the board because I think there's quite a lot of companies coming out tomorrow. Centre Group, we're oh, going to be speaking to yeah. that CEO as well. Woolies, uh, WiseTech Global, Santos, Rio Tinto. It'll be interesting, Santos as well after mm. you know the impact of whether or not there has been an impact but Woodside walking away from that uh, potential merger as and well. And just before everyone goes just to highlight companies are going ex-dividend so if you're wondering why the likes of Wes Farmers were down, Ditto Magellan, Domain, Computer Share Challenger they're all ex-dividend and tomorrow we do have uh, the likes of AGL, Commonwealth Bank, GQG and IAG going ex-dividend on top of of a huge suite of earnings reports. Well, Jules, let's should we have a final check on the market yes. and see where we've closed out, whether that uh, those final trades on the ASX 200 has made any difference. I've got that down six points and it did rally a little bit towards the end, so pretty much flat. And the SIBO 200 off by about two and a half points or almost two tenths of a percent. Yeah, so pretty flat really, not as bad as uh, it sort of looked around that 10.10 and one PM uh, session, but we'll see what tomorrow brings, particularly when Wall Street comes back online. Uh, we'll bring you, of course, all of the latest and so many uh, CEO interviews for you tomorrow as well. And we've also got our bond event. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. You're hosting I'm that, hosting aren't you, that, yeah. Jules? How I am. exciting. So 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, you still can register, osbiz.co uh, slash bonds, um, but just go to our website and find it. Lots of interesting conversations. So join us on one way or the other tomorrow, Osbiz from 10 a.m. Eastern. Absolutely. Have a great evening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.